Hello, and welcome to the Novi Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Bergulski. And Jeff, today on this Victory Tuesday, how about them Bears maybe going into uh, New England, putting a big hurt on? <laughs> I'm sorry, we're no, not no, here no. to talk about my my beloved, so... Uh, I'll get I'll get refocused here. Yeah, Sorry yeah. What, what are we talking about today? And who is this uh, who is this guy that we've got on the call? Well, I'm pretty excited. We have one of our uh, long longtime customers. Uh, we have Tony Darden with us from Catplugs. Welcome, Tony. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Happy to be here. Pleasure. And uh, and Jeff. So we're at the Doug meeting, and Tony walks up to me. Goes, I didn't know you had a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's like that. You and that's ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the planet doesn't know we have a podcast. But but every week we add at least one or two cousins or someone that hasn't. So you know we're we're happy to to welcome you um, into the family, Tony. And uh, and yeah, so so uh, let's uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, how long have you been a uh, um, a Microsoft guy? I know that uh, in terms of um, your well, yeah. Let's just start there. How long have you been like in uh, in the Microsoft Dynamics world? So I I've been with um, Catplugs for December fourth will be my ten year anniversary, um, and I never when when I learned that they were using the Vision, you know, my first question was, well, well, what is that? You know, so I came in cold into the Microsoft Dynamics ecosystem. I mean, I was familiar with Office and and uh, an exchange for email. It seemed to be table stakes everywhere as far as exposure to different businesses and their tools. But but as far as Microsoft as an ERP provider, yeah, that that uh, just getting ready to hit the 10 year mark for that. Yeah. Awesome. OK, well, you know, I you'd. Um, I, for some reason, I just I thought that like you were um, a, a multi-decade um, dynamics guy, but it's uh, you've you've actually um, you, you've actually uh, um, moved fast up the ranks in terms of uh, um, expertise, and and I know that uh, we valued a lot of the uh, the projects that we've done with you. So I guess um, maybe maybe I should have started with. Um, you know, do you want to share a little bit about what your company does and um, and sort of how um, then after that as a follow-up sort of how you use dynamics in uh, in that space because you use more than just um nav or bc right we do um but as far as our company so we're in a we're in the business of product protection very broad statement um that covers over fifty thousand unique skus uh in that in that in that subject matter you know for example um popular one you can see if you're going down the highway and you see a, a steel hauler with a bunch of uh, pipe on the back uh, you'll you might notice a colored thread protector that's uh, on the end of that cap that's one example of, of products we provide um, in the aerospace industry we'll provide custom masking that goes over the windows and the chrome fittings that withstand the pressures of, of uh, sandblasting and, and painting it's just a really, really unique business spanning automotive and aerospace and energy and medical. Um, and it's been an incredible ride. And when I joined the company, we were just in um, had footprints in uh, in Asia and in the U.S. And now we're we're in Europe, Australia, Canada, Mexico. Like I said, it's been uh, it's been a tremendous ride. And so 
with that comes our use of the Microsoft technology. Like I said, we when I joined the company, we were using Navision version 3.7, and we since moved from 2013 to 2018, and now um, Business Central SaaS. And we're starting internationally with that deployment and starting to get um, pretty experienced and, and I wouldn't say we're 100% mature in that environment, but uh, uh, certainly exciting and one that we're, we're committed to using. But we also use Dynamics for sales and customer service for CRM, Office 365, of course. Um, and then Power Platform is, is something that we're uh, excited to be using soon, too. So, so Tony, how has things changed since you, you started, right? Your CIO and you, you said you had a, uh, over in, in, in Asia, was it? You had another uh, uh, division. Now you have, I don't know how many divisions you have, but, yeah. you know, put making that all work all over the world. I mean, what kind of challenges has that uh, put on you over the last several years? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a, a great question. So I think I like to frame myself as that I'm not um, – I'm not necessarily in the IT business, but rather in the people business of those that do IT. Uh, and I say that because one of the main challenges we have with um, this type of expansion and uh, acquisition growth is um, user adoption and, and change management. What we what we find is, especially in these smaller shops, that uh, that that change resistance is is front and center. And, and I think we can all relate to that, right? But, but uh, for a company growing at our speed, and and um, and it just seems like you just get settled in on one acquisition, and the next one's on its heels. It, it's a delicate balance of getting the job done, but also getting that user adoption, because that's so key to success. So I would say I spend half my time on sitting with employees, sitting with former owners, sitting with department leaders, walking them through our process, explaining in some cases how a very capable system that they're using is going to change just to be part of this 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 global ecosystem that we've been that we've been building out. Yeah, when you said change management, uh, we I mean we deal with that all the time, right? And so you you're acquiring companies, they're on a different system. And you're 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 trying to get to the to one. So I mean, I'm kind of interested to kind of hear how the change management. Have you adopted any certain change management system at all, or just really adopted to where uh, on your own on how to get people to buy in? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. We we haven't systematized that, if that's the right word, um, even a word. Uh, it, it's more of the the, the personal touch, uh, which I I uh, put a lot of weight in. Uh, so that means you got to be in front of people, not not just a, a, a video representation of, of myself. You know, I want to shake hands, see the whites of eyes of folks that I'm, I'm dealing with and really understand, um, uh, you know, their current system, their current process, because that because I've, I've I've certainly stumbled along the way. And that but that's how you grow. Right. So and, and I hope there's more mistakes to be had because all the better that uh, you come out on the other end. But some of our early mistakes were were getting right into implementation mode and and how our process will fit in without a a as good as understanding of their current process as, as we should have had. So I mean, to me, you know, the interpretation from from those that we've that we fumbled on, um, there was just 
in their minds, a complete lack of, of empathy or, or understanding of, of that business process that they're using, why they use it and how it could potentially fit into, uh, into our way of, of, uh, you know, of running an organization and, and, and using their systems. So we certainly shift and, and commit more time on that, on that discovery, on that understanding and just general conversation with the stakeholders. Cause it goes a long way. Uh, that's that's great information, and we hear a lot from either new customers, clients coming over, or people that are getting ready to put on a big, big project, right? Because there's the, the fear of, uh, you know, no one likes the old system until you decide to go to the new one. Then the old one wasn't so bad, right? And uh, you know, it's, it's right. having those conversations. You know, trying to trying to make everybody fit in a box doesn't usually go well. You try to build the right. box around them, right? That's right. And and, that's, and that box keeps changing. So we our first business central implementation was in the Netherlands. And the concept is we, we, we design this core template. Because think of Business Central. If, if I look at the sister product in the Microsoft stack, that's FNO. And FNO comes, comes with, with add-ons baked in, with localizations baked in. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's nice in theory. You have this product you roll out, and then it doesn't matter what country you're in, it, you know, it, it, it can blend in. Um, we took a little different approach. We we were committed to Business Central. We liked what it had to offer. Um, certainly, from a budgetary standpoint, made sense. But but we weren't going to skimp on a system for the sake of cash. It had to be the right fit for the operation. So if I if I shortcut this that whole discovery process and right to the point that we're using Business Central, we had this concept of a core template that we're going to implement the Netherlands. And from there, the next country will adopt that template. And maybe we add to it, we refine it. Um, the point is we, we keep it nimble. Um, we definitely keep an open mind. And so now we're five locations in and this core template has grown to something that we feel. I mean, aspirationally, you, you, get, a, you get to a point where that next acquisition or that next position you onboard there's nothing you have to change because you've seen it all, right? We're not, we haven't reached that seen it all moment yet, but, but that's, that's, that's what we aspire to. And, and it's been, uh, you know, it's been fun. So Jeff, I take it you've done a lot of licensing for Capilux. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say that's uh, <laughs> yeah. um, one of our um, interesting customers from a licensing perspective, certainly um, as we have, uh, you know, um, maybe scrambled to uh to to keep up with microsoft and understand how to uh you know how cap plugs gets the uh the most for their licensing dollar um jeff it I, would I, be I don't know how you keep that under control though i mean if, if you look at if you look at the license <laughs> list it, it's you, you need it, it's it's hieroglyphics i don't i don't even think microsoft understands what's what's on that license list but but you've done a great job of helping us maximize our value and and uh, and, and finding finding waste because there there's stuff there that in that SaaS world you got to be careful right you get these subscriptions and you're just you just too you know accustomed to paying them and but uh, anything that kind of has 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 gone to the <clears throat> graveyard just doesn't automatically drop off you know someone has to keep eyes on that and uh, and you've really helped us out in that capacity. Yeah, well that's. Uh... Um, that is good to hear as, as we are, um, just receiving what the ne next, um, the next 
um, Bridge to the Cloud 2 um, program from Microsoft. They're making changes to the uh, to the initial Bridge to the Cloud, which um, came out after the, you know, one of the programs that you took advantage of, the um, annual enhancement to uh, CSP um, conversion. Yeah. So it's a it's a constantly moving target. But um, yeah, that was, um, you know, from a, I would say that certainly we appreciate the partnership um, because it's a uh, it is a big investment and a big commitment um, for an organization of, of your size to uh, you know to partner up with us and then and then Microsoft and and all of us I think it does take probably similar to you know your um, project implementation methodology about um, being nimble and and you know like always looking at. Uh, uh, ways that you can make improvements and um, and and you know whether it's adding software or through the other with the other dynamics um, uh, products like D365 for sales um, always you know trying to leverage the investment that you've made in in Microsoft to get more so um, I would as I listen to you talk about you know the the um, the implementation project so so um, since most organizations, at least um, that we deal with, are um, maybe a, a single entity, um, as you look at um, and you think back to some of the you know projects going from if it was three seven directly to 2013 and then 2013 to 2018, yeah. um, what do you uh, do? You have any um, any lessons learned or recommendations about how to um, make what is um, at times a really uh, frustrating um, project into uh, into smooth out some of those bumps? Are there things from an end user perspective that that you can recommend that maybe um, Inovia as a partner might not think of, or things that you've uh, you've learned over the course of those? Uh, because both of those projects were done under your watch, right? It Correct. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I start if I if I rewind back all the way. I it, it always and I, I hear people and companies say that well we're gonna we're gonna when we when we move to this version um, we're gonna use the base functionality. Okay, we're done with customizations modifications. We're just gonna now anybody who's tried to print a check out of out of um, the Vision and Business Central stock functionality. Um, you're going to regret saying that. It's, it's, you know, my 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 contention is the systems are meant to be modified for your business. That doesn't mean it's you go wild wild west. Our environment has close to 3,000 customizations, but but we're down, you know, at least a thousand since the last version we were on. So not not the best example to give here, but the point is. I believe systems are meant to be customized. I like the aspirational comment of using the base functionality, but but I don't think that's reality. And and, and to be honest, Microsoft's commitment to extensions to me is just is you know puts the cherry on top on that comment. You know, it's it's extensions are, are a method to modify a system outside of the base functionality. So, um, but anyway, uh, lessons learned. I think you know you get you have, you have um, two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? So make sure you're listening to uh, to those different department folks. Um, 
find your power users in each department and, and make sure that you understand what these pain points are because um, you want to factor those in, in on the next upgrade. I do, I do think um, challenging folks in different departments against what they're doing today and, um, and considering how to improve that process is important because one thing that we fell into a trap of, and I'm not saying this is the bad thing, but it happens, is you get folks that are just so used to doing things the way they that the way they were that even the suggestion of a minor change could be considered a monumental event to that to that person. Um, so you just got to be mindful of that and um, and just constantly be working with them on on what you're you're coining as an improvement. But unless they feel it or see it, you know that that's a tough journey. Great. Great. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I think um, that sort of uh, leads me um, into uh, into the next question about, um, because, I, you know, I, you have uh, certainly um, helped out the community great by participating in um, user groups. And, and um, so, you know, do you feel like... Um, like that's a, a crucial part of your investment in Microsoft technology, or is it just a, a nice to have? I, I think it's crucial. It's uh, very easy, especially these days. You know, anybody you talk to in, in your peer groups um, and other businesses, how's it going? Well, it's it's crazy. I mean, we're busy, and uh, so that that sense of being overwhelmed, I think, is 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 kind of our new norm. I don't know if that's necessarily a COVID thing, but. But there's that constant lean mentality of doing more or the same with less. And, um, you know, that's just that's just that's just business these days. But um, so where I was going with that is is you're in this bubble. So I know the cat plugs process, the cat plugs users, cat plugs way of doing things. Um, that doesn't mean it's it's the best. Um, there's certainly things I don't know. Uh, and no offense to Anovia, I can't always reach out to you guys and um, and ask for help. And, and it, you know, we want to be self-sufficient on some level, but also have greater exposure to others that other NAV users, Business Central users that have the same pains that we go through. Um, maybe they're trying to fight through a similar challenge. Maybe they've conquered that challenge which makes that conversation very interesting for me. So I kind of know what to expect. User group communities, that's that vessel that gets you there. And shortly after I joined Catplugs, I, um, Tom Dorn, my account rep at Anovia, exposed me to, to uh, DCI, Dynamic Communities. Um, and I, I signed up uh, within a short period of time. I joined their board of advisors. And then uh, my responsibility was local chapter groups. And so I formed the Great Lakes chapter out of Cleveland. And um, and just so I kind of jumped in the deep end of the pool because all that happened mm -hmm. in a short amount of time. But it, it gave me that exposure, um, that peer group, even I mean, user groups are nice just for just for a place to vent. And I, you, you, you tend to have these frustrations and and I, I talk about user adoption earlier, um, just for someone to listen and, and 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 empathize with, you know, I think is is also uh, therapeutic for me anyway. But these user groups, um, 
to me are a great way to 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 bring folks together, collaborate on all things related to your environment, uh, and the ideas that come out of that I, I think are are tremendous. Uh, I remember that was the first time I, I met you. I was at Cleveland at a had some great venues there, and I you know I, I can't help but think when he was talking about that Jeff that toboggan run. <laughs> oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I I'm still scarred. Um, I, I so. It's a cement track, and we we had I mean Steve, we had so many venues. So I, you know, and you're a big baseball guy. So we were at the Guardians. They're the Indians to me, but we were at the Guardian yeah. Stadium. We got to pick up the the red phone for the bullpen. We're on the field. We I mean, we made this this user group was fun, and, and I miss it. Would I do it again? I mean, it's it's a time commitment to do it right. Um, but anyway, the toboggan run, yeah. So. So uh, Jeff, we were at this. Uh, it was in, in winter, and, and we did a toys oh, for. Yeah. Hey, Jeff was there. Yeah, I was. Oh, that's I right. Was you there. were there. That's right. You were there. That's right. I, yeah. In fact, like, I, had the I, I would make the trip. Like it was worth yeah. it. That was yeah. the most fun user group. I mean, it was really. Uh, you yeah. started with the venues. You guys like had had amazing venues, but every time that I was there and presented, there you know there was um, they were well attended. Um, people were yeah. engaged, and and there was a lot of great information. That was, I think I was at one at uh, an aquarium or something. Yeah, was, we did uh, one at an aquarium. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but on the on the toboggan run, they said, keep your hands and feet in. <laughs> um, but what I didn't realize was how easy it was to break those rules. And <laughs> and you know, in a split second that you just made a wrong decision. And mm. and so I, I had these really thick gloves on and it was literally like a, just like that. And I get to the bottom and my fingers bleeding and it went right through the, the glove and I swear it hit bone. Um, but so we we got it wrapped up. First aid kit was on site and, and back to the hill we went. So, yeah, no, those those were those were fun times. Yeah, that was, that was the first time I smelt uh, burnt skin. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what we do for the users, right? And, that's right. I, that's right. But I, you know, Ty, I do have a question about like the user groups because you know we're we're big on you know because when I came over and trying to learn this, trying to learn it, you know, Tom pointed me to hey, you, you should go to the user groups and you go learn it much quicker. And yeah, and I and I and I, and I did. I just it started resonating more, but. Uh, I would see people there and, you know, I, I kind of asked, like, so do you have a training program at your company? Yeah. And I, I would get this deer to headlight look like a training program for our users. <laughs> and yeah. so I was just kind of wondering if, you know, if, you, if, if you've incorporated something at Catplugs or anything you would recommend to companies out there that have been maybe running it not so long that are looking to get, the, uh, get more out of their system. Well, I mean, <clears throat> we're, we're a lean team. Um, so we don't have a dedicated training resource, you know, it's, um, now, and, and I'm an IT guy. Documentation is, is not, uh, is not a strong suit. You know? Um, do I think there's value in that? I, I, I do. It, it's, but I feel like I, I can't emphasize enough that it's, um, you gotta be all in. I would recommend a dedicated resource because, the, the way the versions change, um, the way your processes evolve, this is the, the second you have something formal in place, uh, 30 days later, it, it's outdated. You know, so 
we haven't cracked the code on on that. It's it's typically the power user in the department becomes mm-hmm. sort of that mentor during an employee onboarding process, and then it's you know then they're in the environment. Sleeves are rolled up. Now the Q and A that comes out of that is is uh, you know we do a good job. I think we do a good job of um, any support tickets or, or QA that comes out of new employees that we that we have a process in place to be very responsive and, and either help them or assign someone in that kind of mentor role. But hey, if you got the resources and the time to have a dedicated trainer or even a department on that, I, I mean, I like the idea. It, it's a great one. Yeah, I would um, add to that the um you know, like one of the benefits that comes out of the um, user group is is you know just um, a way to uh, just another conduit, I guess, to learn. And sometimes, if if you know it's um, if you have to attend, um, if you're you know in a supporting role or um, or not, it's just the idea that you get exposure to the latest version and what's going on outside of, as you referred to, your bubble, um, I think is is really valuable. I I don't know the, uh, I mean, I can't even think of a, um, a single time in the 14 years that I've been at Inovia that a customer has come up to us and asked about, you know, some some new functionality that is, you know, in the next release of, of NAV or BC. It's, you know, we're always through different methods like the podcast or um, um, webinars, et cetera, trying to expose um, our uh, our customers to the um, the latest and greatest. But I think the um, that's one of the benefits of being in the user group community is that there are usually other partners um, like us and other ISVs that are always bringing that to people's attention. So that you know, we the the customer can actually be on the offensive about like you know it's um, there's something cool that I think we might be able to use in this next version, um, and you know let's have a discussion about is it really going to be helpful like how to because you know a lot of the stuff a lot of the bells and whistles that are out there are nice in theory but you you know dive into the nuts and bolts of it. And, it's like, well, it doesn't quite get us there. What does this mean? I think all of those um, it, conversations are important to have, but I'm also sensitive to to the lean mentality. I um, I took my daughters out for dinner um, on Sunday, and and one of them's a marketing analyst, one of them's a supply chain analyst, and um, they were talking about like they're 24 years old. They've been in you know the real world for a, a little over two years now, and they're like. We need some sort of, you know, um, emails filtering that can uh, show me just emails from my boss, just emails from director level people, um, emails that I am mentioned in the body of the email, like they, they because they're talking about, um, and and they're at bigger organizations, but you know they're receiving like eighty to ninety emails a day, whether they're just you know carbon copied emails and and they're just overwhelmed by it, and I. Th- think that uh, you know we that can happen to uh, all of us right in the uh, um, in, in this space and uh, and being able to focus um, beyond that to even look towards the future of like your ERP application or what any other system that you've got in place just seems like a luxury that most of us don't have now it yeah that's, that's a great point because if you look at even in the business central world where uh, and this applies to the on-prem too but but in the business central SaaS world, tw- twice a year you have a major update, 
And whether you want it or not, you're getting it. You know, so that's another dynamic that you got to be mindful of when you embrace cloud ERP, because it's not just Microsoft, it's, it's the other big boxes as well. But if you look at that release list or what's in there, it's overwhelming. I, I don't even know where, where to start. And, and so we definitely lean on Anovia for that type of expertise. But even, even for someone internally to sit there and interrogate that list, I mean, that is it's, it's too much. Um, you know, so in my head, you know, there's, and, and there's some things that you, you get that you inherit that you like, what the hell were they thinking? Like, why would they put this feature in here? Who are they asking? Or is it just, they're in their cave it's and they Kevin decide, Barnes, you know what, you know, it'd be badass <laughs> if we can add 10 steps to this function for our customers, you know? And, and, and so I don't know, it, it's, there's a lot of, lot to digest there in what you said, but but it all resonates with me. And, and um, yeah, I mean, no one's immune to that. And that was great timing because Holly, Jim, and Gino are doing a webinar today on Wave 2. Are they? Okay, and yeah. It, yeah, and uh, they did one. And, I, you know, so our average webinars, Jeff, what do we get, about maybe six to eight people? They're, it's over 50 who are registered for that. So it was what? a big number. What, yeah. One of the topics I tried to get into the user group, back to the user groups, was was getting um, some kind of Microsoft Microsoft representation as to what's coming in the future. To me, that was always the carrot. One of the things I loved about just Microsoft events, or where they're a player and, and a participant, and in, in the and it could be the user group, whether it's DCI or Doug, is that you kind of get a, a window into what's coming and that's always been of interest to me. And it also gives you an opportunity to have that more, you know, FaceTime Q&A. But back to the user group point, it's it's having a session that, that looks ahead as to what's coming in the product pipeline, but also a chance to voice what they'd like to see. Because on some level, I felt I helped to be, now there's there's a thousand conduits back to Microsoft as far as ideas and, and, uh, and feature requests. But but the user group was a great way to kind of collect these and in that power of numbers mindset, push that up to Microsoft and, and see where it goes. And, and I do say they listen. Um, nobody gets everything that they want, but but they they do listen. I mean, they are they are active engagers on the success of, of the platform. Um, so, yeah. Well, Tony, we covered a lot, a lot of great uh, points and comments. We Appreciate that you took out time of your busy day today. Mm -hmm. And Jeff, this podcast is over. <laughs>